Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. It's great to have you back in the saddle once again as we are in full swing in Advent. And so Merry Christmas season to everybody. And this year, I'm going to put a greater emphasis on celebrating all 12 days of Christmas because that is something that I think we all need to at least uh, be more intentional of, especially in, in the church, that we can celebrate all 12 days. I mean, again, the day of Epiphany is the day we celebrate the Magi actually visiting Jesus. So really, Advent is the lead up to Christmas, and then the Christmas season starts on the 25th, at least how we celebrate it now in the calendar that we're in now, right? It's the, it's the date that we commemorate it. Well, they, a lot of scholars acknowledge that this is not the actual time of year that we do. Uh, it's just what has been built. So that aside, we're still choosing to commemorate it, which is the most important thing, and we can celebrate uh, that. And I just, in the, in the idea of consumerism and the fact that people like to kind of put their lights away on December 26th and how a whole culture just changes, I, I would just love the churches to kind of take the lead on this, you know, and be, be willing to say, you know, we're going to actually celebrate all 12 days. And Day of Epiphany is going to be a day of jubilee and celebration that basically we get exposed, like people on the outside are now exposed to this wonderful Messiah. It wasn't just for Mary and Joseph. It's such a precious and holy time, I think, about every year. So as we've been in my church, as we've been going through uh, the Ten Commandments, we, we started with uh, first Sunday of Advent this past week, and we had an amazing Sunday of of giving and everything. It was just it was just awesome. And and one of the things that I that I I must say that I really appreciate about the time and timing and going through uh, the Ten Commandments is it's the new beginning. I mean, you have the 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 creation story in Genesis, but then once the fall happens and there's a prophecy basically right there in Genesis where you are being shown that this man is going to crush the head of the snake. And you're like, you don't know what that means if you're just reading Genesis, but as you read the whole story, it comes to fruition knowing that, yes, this is going to be Jesus and the, and the Messiah already foretold in the book of Genesis. Just as our scripture, scripture teaches us before, before, uh, um, before the foundations of the world uh, was laid, the lamb was slain. And uh, this was that was from Revelation thirteen eight, and in Genesis here, I will find the reference for you. Um, crush the head of the serpent. It's from Genesis three fifteen. He shall bruise your head. The second messianic prophecy, which is in Genesis three fifteen, you will strike his heel. That is a serpent. He will crush your head, uh, and that is something that is is foretold that God creates man and woman, then out of woman is going to be the savior that's going to crush mankind. So it's out of the womb, out of the gift of a woman, it actually um, leads about to the demise of Satan kicking a, a back against any shame. It's the, it's the redemption, it's the restoration of woman and what people believe uh, in, in shame women on being the people, the progenitors of, you know, the fall and everything. And it's just... Like, it's just not even, like, it's all done in vain. And then you look at the story of what 
God gives to his people, saying, "If I'm going to uplift you as a nation. You haven't done anything to deserve this. I'm doing it out of love. And if you're going to be my people, then, as we talked about a couple weeks ago on the show, then you will uh, most certainly, most certainly, obey me and obey me in these ways. And then you have the 613 laws, but the Ten Commandments being, in a way, ten rules for life. And it really, it's an idea of a marriage. It's a covenant saying, here are these first, you know, few that are going to be between you and I, then the rest of them are going to be between um, you all, you each other. And I think it's just something that we all take for granted, unfortunately. And as we go through Advent, we're celebrating another beginning. There's a lot of beginnings in Scripture to go back to say, what were those people abiding by before the time of the Messiah? So uh, just like when I, when I talk about Advent or give an Advent message, I have to talk about the resurrection because Christmas in itself is Christmas because Jesus fulfilled all of the prophecies and he saved people from their sins because of Easter. I mean, everyone's born, but I mean, anyone can talk a good game. But if you didn't fulfill any of those prophecies, didn't actually die on the cross like Jews believe, they don't believe, non-Messianic Jews do not believe that Jesus was the Messiah, then it would be very easy to dismiss the whole notion of Christmas, which obviously is not celebrated by Judaism. And so when, when you're able to look and piece a lot of this stuff together, I find it just fascinating. And this past week, uh, it was about honoring the Sabbath day, looking at why, how God modeled this behavior, this beautiful harmony about work and rest. Rest, not not uh, laziness, but rest that that rejuvenates your soul because you're spending time worshiping God. And that, therefore, on the Monday that you go back to work, you're not totally exhausted because of the holidays or because of whatever, because of family, that you've actually taken time to honor God with your body by giving your body the Sabbath to rest, um, something that we all must do and must not take for granted any longer, in my opinion, because I think, I think that is something that holds us back from true greatness, especially um, in this country. And being able to not take out, uh, take parts of your life and just be lazy, not, not necessarily neglecting hobbies that can connect you with God. But we in the West here have a very difficult time separating uh, work and laziness. We have to constantly be busy. But this is warned about. Paul writes about this in the New Testament. Um, talks about people just being busy for no reason, just constantly busying themselves. They're just busy bodies, but they're busy with nothing, absolutely nothing at all. And we've had days where we've wasted our time, right, where we Wish we could have gotten that day back because we did ab- not, nothing productive whatsoever. Um, and so just because you're busy doesn't mean you're doing anything productive. And honoring the Sabbath uh, is is a way of participating in creation. Again, going back to the beginning because you see God resting. He's omnipotent. He doesn't need rest. He doesn't get fatigue. He doesn't get any of that, um, any of that pain but he rested as a model of behavior. And before sin entered the world, Adam you know, was in charge of the garden. And he was told, he was commanded, you know, he, he had the ability to rest. And then that is why it's in the Ten Commandments. Like, this is what you're supposed to do. You're, you're supposed to have this beautiful balance. And now you enter in sin, you enter in the, the idea of decay, fatigue, sorrow, um, pain, I know, and like what's saying, curse be the ground now that you have to toil. Um, how much more so now is rest 
because of our deteriorating bodies. And how many of us, uh, you know, busy ourselves and instead we worship not God on Sundays, but idolatry. You see, the first commandment, and that's the best part, is if you honor the Sabbath, how God's talking about it, you're going to honor the first, uh, the three commandments that come prior to that. You're, you're going to honor the fact that, you know, serve the Lord your God, you shall know their gods before me. You shall not have any more idols uh, before me. Um, and if you honor those, the fact that you shall not make any sort of like images after him, and then you shall not ha- carry or represent the Lord's name in vain, do not be hip- uh, do not be a hypocrite, then you're probably going to honor the Sabbath day. See, these things fall on a domino effect because if you're honoring the Sabbath day, and keeping it holy, well, how you keep it holy is that you worship God and not others. You're probably carrying with you, very cognizant about how you represent God. You're certainly not bowing down to other idols, and you're only doing it for the sake of God. See, the commandments one through three are already taken care of. I just find it, again, beautiful harmony. Something that I don't think we do enough, because we might go to church, we might not do a whole lot of work, but we might spend most of our time watching sports and not necessarily reading our Bible, not not spending time with our family in a very holy way, being able to have conversation, you know, pray with one another, you know, talk to them, maybe have a Bible study on Sundays, but we, we're so busy and our, our culture is so inundated with entertainment, uh, entertainment through sport, um, the arts, uh, what have you, uh, traveling, uh, we have to get outside and get stuff done, so what do we have to do outside, I don't know, um, that's... Uh, that's a great question. Uh, again, busying ourselves with nothing. Just something that I want to throw out there for us, something to be praying about, especially as we you know, can be in a very time, a tumultuous time emotionally. We can be very reflective as come this time of year. I think it's important, therefore, that we are cognizant with our time and how we spend it, especially on the Sabbath day. For if we're not then we can wonder why our our balance in our in our nation is completely all over the place. Like, are we are we really going to wonder at that point why things are out of balance? Just some food for thought. Thank you for joining us this week. Again, happy Advent, Merry Christmas to you. May God bless you. May God keep you.